Welcome to the Forest FM podcast, episode 166. I'm Kelly Avenia. And I'm Zoe Bilal Springer. This week on the show, we're joined by beauty blogger Sinead Kavanagh to discuss social media strategy and capitalizing on your authenticity to stand out. It's really important with your content that you're providing value because once you're providing value, people will come back. Personally, and when I'm working with brands, I want to think about it before I write anything. What do I actually want the person to get from this? Just go for it. What have you got to lose? It's costing you nothing. You've got so many platforms that's totally free. Absolutely use and abuse them and get yourself out there. I think it's fair to say there's been a serious change in landscape over the last few months with COVID-19, but it's kind of a change for the better. We're starting to be reconnected with a lot more people since moving online. People we mightn't have spoke to in months or years are now in more regular communication. So one thing that's evident there is we're moving online. Everything's moving online. A lot more businesses are also moving online. We're seeing from product demonstrations to service demonstrations, how to take care of your skin, your hair. We're starting to see more videos through social media. We're focusing today on how do you stand out? Sinead Kavanagh, while she's a social media influencer, and a social media expert. She's also, like a lot of our listeners, trying to juggle having a family, taking care of her house, but also she has her own profession too, which is that of a teacher. Again, like a lot of our listeners, you're a salon owner or a manager, you're trying to juggle multiple tasks, and now you're trying to focus on moving your business online, creating that social media strategy. So without further ado, welcome to the show, Sinead. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, it's great to have you on the show. I think I first met you, and you probably don't remember me there, uh, but <laughs> I was in audience in awe. Um, we met you at a IHF conference there a couple of months ago. Wow, it feels like a lifetime ago because of this whole like COVID thing, but it was actually back in February. And you were doing a talk on this topic and I just knew then I have to have you on the show. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, it, was, it seems like a lifetime ago now at this stage, but everything COVID related in between. Yeah, absolutely. So essentially then the episode that we're going to be talking about today, it's going to be focusing on your social media game plan. And with that in mind, I suppose one trap that some people may fall into is the whole, what's that quote? Um, there's no such thing as bad publicity. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it all depends on... I, there is a thing where they say that there's no such thing as bad publicity. And I think if you look at James Charles, he's an example of that. I don't know if you remember the scandal around this time last year. I used to log on and there was, he had an argument with Tati, which was a big American influencer. And he lost millions of followers, millions of brand deals. And now a year later, it's like it never happened. He, She actually gained loads of followers and he's back gaining again. So there is that aspect of it. But I think for salon owners in particular, you are a brand, your salon is a brand and you have customers coming in. So it's probably something there that you don't want bad publicity around. <laughs> um, you can probably get away with it when you have a couple of million YouTube followers. But when you have your salon, your clients coming in and out, you have to be careful to protect your brand reputation. Absolutely. So publicity is one thing, but then you also have content. Would there be such a thing as too much content? 
Well, I think with content, the most important thing is to be consistent. So if you're consistently putting out lots of content, well, then that's your gig. But if you're like one week putting out like 15 videos and then you don't do anything for a month, that's when you're going to come in with issues because people are like, gee, she's all of a sudden just appeared and she's flying out with the videos, but then I'm not going to see her again. And so I think for a brand or for like a salon and even for myself as I hate using the word, but a social media influencer, like uh, the word gives me chills. <laughs> I try and pick my days that I post on. I sit down and at the start of the week and I look at what I want to post and when I'm going to post. And that's how I, I do it. And I think it's really important to be consistent, especially now um, people are using social media nearly as their form of en- entertainment. We have the TV and the phone and if we're honest, we're probably watching the TV with the phone in hand. Um, so people will expect, like if you're going to say Monday night is the night, if I think of salon odors, if Monday night is the night that they do, like they show how to do, I don't know, a certain up style, well, then people will expect that on a Monday night. But if they don't know when to expect it and you're just like firing content at them, that's not necessarily the best thing. So with that in mind, then, um, how do you find a balance between personal and professional? Because you're by trade you're a teacher as well so it's not like the beautiful truth is a full-time job for you or social media is a full-time job for you you do have to do that balance just like a lot of our listeners they're juggling multiple roles at once absolutely i have two kids i have a husband i have a house that unfortunately isn't (laughs) self-cleaning so (laughs) not going on so i think what works for me as i mentioned there is i sit down and i write I do have a plan for Monday to Sunday and I write exactly what I want to post. And let's say I need to put up two videos. I will set aside, it's usually when I'm working, it would be like a Sunday and I'll actually record the month's worth of videos on the Sunday and then I have them done. And it's about being organized. Like it actually takes an awful lot more effort and work to throw up content on social media ad hoc. Whereas if you sit down and you make out a plan and you look at like, If you're a salon owner, if you are a brand, you need to sit down and look at what your message is and then you create your content around that message. And when it's all done down and you have a plan, it's way easier because you're not thinking every day, what am I going to post? And then you're not like firing up random stuff that's like off brand. And that's when we get into the bad publicity side of things. (laughs) Yeah, that's the stuff you want to avoid. (laughs) Exactly. Um, In regards to the messaging, so like talking to your ideal clients, as a salon owner, that's your goal. You want to fill your books, right? Right. So how long did it take you to find your niche and how do you go about really understanding how your audience consumes content, like their behavior? With, with that, Instagram definitely might not be for everyone. And that is why I would say like, people think Facebook is dead. Oh, my God, it's so not dead. It is still going. And I like I have nearly 100,000 followers on Facebook. And that is where I get a huge amount of interaction. And a lot of the people that spend money are still on Facebook. So the people that are going to be looking to be educated on hair products are still on Facebook. But if I was to go back to how I found my niche, I was just myself. Like, I literally haven't decided, okay, Sinead Kavanagh, the beautiful truth, is going to be this type of a person. And I also, my niche is, you know, it's not like set in stone. It's changed over time. Like, at the moment, like... I suppose I have two kids, I'm working part-time and I'm blogging. 
that's the type of person that's following me is somebody who has kids who doesn't have a huge amount of time and they're looking to see how I handle things and as a salon owner you've got probably got two type of people following you you have your clients who are you know sitting in the salon and every salon should have a little thing when we they eventually you know open up and I suppose if they're allowed put these things up god knows what we're going to have anymore but you should have even a little sticker on the mirror saying are you following me on and then their social media because when I'm sitting there at my phone in hand with no magazines anymore I'm going to be looking for things to uh look at on on my phone but um yeah their niche is you know they've already found it and it shouldn't be rigid they should just go with it I think I answered the question there I kind of rambled I'm sorry (laughs) not at all I think you answered that just fine the other thing I wanted to get your thoughts on was the idea of having of course your business accounts um but then also raising your profile as an owner on social media so having like a dedicated uh social media account whether that's on Facebook Twitter or Instagram or whatever platform you want to use um but have that simultaneously with the ones of your business just as a stylist would have do you think that's kind of adding too much pressure on on people um who are trying to run a business or do you think that's a good idea yeah i don't think there's any harm in thinking of doing that my thing would be just be yourself people like you for a reason like i think in ireland we have a couple of really successful hairdressers that have created a fantastic social media platform for themselves and what I see is a lot of people trying to like you know emulate what they've done and there's a copying isn't the word the right word to use but at the same time you want to be yourself you're a different hairdresser you like I go to a certain hairdresser for a certain type of blow dry compared to a different person like you have a different personality put it out there and your niche, you'll find your niche niche naturally. And don't be worrying about numbers. People will come to you and the word will get out. And like you are the expert. And if you show your expertise, use different expertise over another person, show that and they will come to you. I like what you said there that um, you have almost like two different hairstylists. You're going for the style. So it might not necessarily be that you're almost cheating on one salon with another it's that's what you've bought into it's like that's what they're putting up online is that particular style that culture that vibe that's interesting yeah and it's the same for any kind of hair and beauty business really like even spas and stuff like you're probably buying into the type of experience you're going to yeah like i mean Pre-COVID, I went to a salon, I went to a spa to experience, to see what they were going to offer me. Um, And then for the chats, and I have, like, I've gone through a a couple of different hairdressers. I mean, you know, I played the field for a little (laughs) while before I found somebody. (laughs) And it was, I, I bought into the person I settled with, the salon I've settled into, I bought there, I bought into their vibe, I bought into what they're about. And it's, that's why I follow on their social media. I like what they're about and you know you're not for you're not going to be for everybody and that's okay but people will will gravitate towards you so just like just go for it when you're saying you were playing the field was it almost basing it off of searching people's social media sites was it more about kind of their consistency or I suppose how out there their social media was because if we take it back to looking at advertisements there's some insane ads out there that you'll never forget but you don't know what their actual message was or who the company that created it was. 
does that kind of reflect then with social media? Because there's so many trends going out there. Are you going to look at the salon that's just constantly producing trendy videos or like all these different talk, hopping on bandwagons like TikTok and that the whole time? Or is it more just, again, focusing on your culture and who you are? Well, if I put myself in the customer frame of mind, when I go to a salon, I always look at their social media. And if it's not being updated regularly, I do kind of question it, like what's going on? Why haven't they posted since November 2016? Are they still open? Like kind of what's happened. Another thing I look at is, so I've recently gone from very dark hair to I'm trying to go blonde. The worst time in the history of going blonde. Um, but I've looked back through salon pages to look at how they do blonde hair. It's the same when I went, you know, when you're going to a wedding, I looked at when I was getting my bridal hair, even I looked at bridal hair on their Instagram page to see if their style suited me. So it's so important to keep updating and updating with your style, like throw in the odd TikTok video of that's your thing. But if I went to a page and it was all TikTok, I'd be kind of going, I'm not too sure about this. I don't know if they're for me, but that's my personal thing. I think there's no harm having a little bit of it in, but I think you have to just show your work and show what you're about, not showing what current trends are about. Yeah, makes sense. Um, there is, I guess, a challenge though now uh, with social distancing protocols in place for the past few weeks and most likely the next few months, if not year. Um, people in businesses alike who weren't already using digital platforms intensively now are and they're realizing the huge opportunities there and and also just that the fact that they need to reinvent the way that were they were doing things so there's a bit more of a challenge there how do you keep on standing out so it is it is harder i won't lie it is harder to stand out now than it's like you know the train is already gone and you're getting on to it at the same time everybody else is getting onto it so it's going to be harder to find your own space but if you persevere and you keep putting your personality out there and get the message out. So there's a few ways of doing this. So first off, consistency with your social media, consistency with your uploads. You, I'm sure all salon owners, all hairdressers have a multitude of photographs of hair on their phone. They should still be updating it. Yes, you're not openly open at the moment. Yes, you're not doing hair. I still want to see what you're doing, what you have done with hair, so that when I'm ready to get back in, I mean, I'm going to be banging your door down come the 20th. <laughs> but at least I would say, like, take, for example, I was talking with one of my neighbors recently, and she is blonde, and she isn't particularly happy with her blonde hair at the moment. So I put her in contact with a few different Instagram pages, and I said, have a look. And the pages I put her in contact with are still uploading. Another thing to be doing is, showing that you are the expert. So I'm a blogger and I'm going to do a hair video. I'm going to show how I'm going to curl my hair, but I'm not an expert in hair. The salon owner, the hairdresser is the expert. Share your expertise. Now is the time to be giving people the content for free. Show them, you know, okay, our roots are not great. Mine are practically down to my ears. Here's an upstyle to maybe hide them. Um, you know, show them different shampoos that might work to help prolong out the, how they wash their hair. Introduce them to products. Educate them on products. Like if I look at one um, lady, she's actually the vice president of the IHF. And what she's done, Lisa, is come on and she's talking through products and how to use them. And they're selling out for her because people are 
like I mean we, our hair is not in the best condition at the minute and people are jumping on everything so I'd say consistency with your photographs putting up um videos to be consistently again interacting with clients you reply to every single message that comes in you reply to every single comment that people give and then i would interact with bloggers and influencers possibly look at sending out i know it might not be ideal and everybody's cup of tea but i know somebody sent me out a hair mask that you know helps brighten up blonde hair and it's sold out for three different salons then you know so that's going to help as well. So, mm. so again, it yeah. comes back to not being, not necessarily showing something unique, just being uniquely helpful. Yeah, and be yourself and consistent. I've got a lot of questions there just off what you said, which I'm really interested. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're saying to be the expert that you are, get yourself in front of the camera, do the demonstrations, the service and the product demonstrations. For someone that might, kind of be a little bit more insecure about being on screen how do you build the confidence to do it because it looks so natural like everyone we see online doing it it looks so natural for them but then there's the other half of us where we're sitting there with panic attacks just watching someone else doing it and thinking is that what I have to do do I have to put myself out there well I think the thing is when you're at home you've got total control you have the camera in front of you like if I look at my Instagram stories sometimes I have to record them four or five times because I've rambled too much (laughs) (laughs) or I've cursed or I've said something that like just wouldn't have sounded right so I just re-record them and it's the same when you're recording video record it and until you're happy with it and only put out something that you're happy and you're comfortable with but the one thing I would say is somebody people are always going to have an opinion no matter what you do so you just have to ignore them as best you can and just power through yeah and it's so true like whenever we're looking at people we admire or people we look up to we see the final announcement or the final product uh, on social and and think wow, like I'll never be able to do that. But you know what? It might have taken them, even if they have like 100,000 followers, it might have taken them four, five, ten times to do the take and get it right. It's so important to be kind to ourselves. Like it's, it's not easy to get things right the first time. Especially when you're new to it, you're nervous. Like, you know, just take your time and keep re-recording if you have to. And like we've got, it's a thing in Ireland that we care too much what people think about us. Like my mom says to me, "What somebody thinks about you is none of your business." <laughs> you know, like it really isn't. And I think with the way things are going now, you know, salon owners are kind of on the back foot now. We after COVID, that they're having, they find that they're having to push themselves a little bit more. Just do it. Think of your business and push through. And you know what? If Mary down the road is going to have something to say, leave her off because you can think about your business and keep going. Yeah. So if we go back to the content planning side of things that you were mentioning earlier, um, do you have any tips for people who have never really sat down on a Sunday, planned out a a full month of videos or social media content? How do you go about deciding what you're going to put in there? And do you have any tools that can help? Yeah. So I would have a calendar. So I print it out online. I just put a blank 
June calendar 2020 and I printed out in an A4 page and I use a pencil and it's really important to use a pencil <laughs> because when you want to change something up you can just rub it out then um, and I'd look at the days I want to post so what I would suggest doing is going onto your social media going into your analytics and looking at the days that are actually the busiest days so it's usually a Sunday evening a Monday evening like maybe a Wednesday evening, quieter days, now this is traditionally would be Friday and Saturday. So the days you wanna get really important messages out, look at your analytics and look at what the busiest days are. Once you've done that, you have an idea of when to post. And then the next thing is, what do I post? So again, you're gonna go back to your social media, you're gonna look at your analytics, and you're gonna go in and you're gonna see what was the most successful post. Now, it's not necessarily gonna be the post with the most likes. I would personally be looking at engagement over you know, just looking at how many likes you got or how many comments. You can look at how many people saved a picture, you can look how many people might have clicked through. If you're looking at your stories, for example, you can see who clicked out of your stories, who swiped on to next story. And then you're kind of getting a feel. When you keep looking through that, you'll get a feel of what people actually like. And then that's how you look at the type of content that you're going to be putting out. So I would suggest when you're looking at the content to put out, you do a mix of what you enjoy and then what your followers enjoy. Because if you keep putting out stuff that just other people enjoy, well, then you're not going to enjoy it yourself. And that shows. So you sit down and then you plan out from there. You write it in. Monday, I'm going to do a video. Tuesday, I might do stories on, you know, maybe shampoos. Wednesday, it might be a story on, you know, how to cover gray roots. Thursday might be a video. And that's how you plan out. And then I would sit down on one day and I would record all those videos and have them ready to go. It's quicker to do several outfit changes in one day than trying to do them every day, I suppose. <laughs> oh, listen, I don't even change my bottoms. A lot of the time I have a tracksuit or pajama bottoms on and I put a dress on. <laughs> change it. Like it's all done. A different lipstick and a different top makes it look like a totally different day. <laughs> it's really important with your content that you're providing value because once you're providing value, people will come back. Like if you're just talking about what you had for dinner, I'm, I'm going to click on. I'm not going to be interested. But right now, I really do, although it's saturated, I feel hairdressers have a leg up on a lot of other businesses because my hair is not in a good way. And I want somebody to tell me from sitting in their home how I can fix it sitting in my home without having to reach for a box dye. Do you focus much on lighting or anything like that or framing shots when you are creating your content? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think it's really important while you're getting content up, I think it's really important to have well-lit content because I'm not going to watch a video that the lighting isn't great and I can't see. Another thing is people can tolerate bad video easier than they can tolerate bad sound so i, I think agree. it's also yeah. really yeah it's really important to if you are going to talk to invest in like a nice mic like okay you guys are going to know an awful lot more than this but i use some of the video mic um goes i find them great from road oh, they're yeah. not expensive like your lighting just sit in front of a really really big window and you've got perfect natural light. Like we're in the middle of the summer, like in the winter, it's a different kettle of fish. I would invest in a good ring light or especially for if you're going to use it in the salon afterwards, it'll get really nice crisp pictures of um, of hair. And I would try and take the camera off auto. <laughs> um, I would look <laughs> I would look at a few YouTube videos of how to put it on. A, I use it on aperture mode 
and it's quite easy to do and it really helps you kind of play around with the lighting and get a really nice well-lit um, video or picture. So once you have that really nice recording or that video or you're happy with the design of a story, you still need to uh, write a caption, get your messaging out there, if it's especially if it's not a video. Um, but like, let me use the, the example of TikTok uh, to talk about lost messaging, I guess. Um, Often I'll go on to TikTok and watch videos for like an hour or two and then realize, whoa, I actually, I've actually only watched trendy things. Like I, I didn't learn anything or I didn't really get the message behind anything. How do you make sure when you're creating content, whether that's like a designed piece or a video or an Instagram story, um, how do you make sure the message doesn't get lost in translation? For TikTok... It's, 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 it's hard for TikTok because I think TikTok is still trying to find its way a little bit. Um, like I was looking at it from the salon point of view. I did this before we had the IHF thing uh, in February. And I think for a salon, it's about just trying to get your personality out there um, trying to establish yourself like as somebody on TikTok. If I think about there's a girl I follow, actually, I think she's from Canada and she's a photographer and she shows you how to pose in photographs. My God, I've lost hours watching this girl's TikTok <laughs> because it's really simple. She keep, keeps the same music in all of her videos. So when this comes on, I know it's her straight away. Every video is the same kind of format. Uh, so like she's showing you the wrong way to do it and then she's showing you the right way to do it and she has got like hundreds of thousands of followers because she's created a certain type of method to how you're doing it and I, when I look through TikTok I think they're the type of people from a professional point of view rather than just the let's do the dance type of thing these are the people that are you know becoming successful they're the ones that stick to the same type of format the whole way through and i think that's how you're going to get your message across with tiktok rather than just doing the blinding light stance for me personally and when i'm working with brands i want to think about it before i write anything what do i actually want the person to get from this and then i literally just i write that down like it doesn't have to be any great you know amazing message it could literally be like if you are talking about purple shampoo well this is purple shampoo this is how it works and this is why you use it and this is how much it costs and here's the link to buy it like it can be fairly basic it doesn't I don't think there has to be any great like big thing behind it just just write it down so in that case then would you test your content on friends or family or are you just which I do admire you said at the start is like do I like it if I like it I'm going to post it would that be kind of your priority yeah I think if you are not happy to be 100% stand behind what you put out then there's no point in putting it out like there's many times I've asked my husband what do you think of this and then he's given me his opinion and I'm like why do I even ask you <laughs> <laughs> so, if I'm happy enough to stand behind it myself well, then I put it out. Now, obviously, when there's a little more, bit more at stake for um, a salon, it's no hard, harm bouncing off, like, you know, somebody that works with you or, you know, a friend that's in the industry. But go with your gut. I mean, you know, the best things happen outside of your comfort zone. Just, just get it out mm. there. And it's, it's tough at first, but it, you get more comfortable jumping out of your comfort zone, weirdly. <laughs> you do. You do. And you get more used to people having an opinion, like... I mean, 
every time I put something up, I get an opinion from somebody. But, you know, that's their opinion. I might like it. I might not like it. They don't always like my opinion. So, you know, leave them <laughs> off. <laughs> I was actually I was actually going to ask you for uh, if, if you had some like advice or tips or kind of final words for someone who's still trying to take the leap into social media. But I, I think you actually just said it quite well there <laughs> of like, just get out of your comfort zone. The best things happen yeah. out of it. If you're uncomfortable about doing social media, that probably means you should do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Just just go for it. What have you got to lose? It's costing you nothing. It is free advertising. It's, you've got so many platforms. That's totally free. Absolutely use and abuse them and get yourself out there. And eventually, I guess you just do find what works best for you and, and you just stick with that. Yeah. Between your analytics and your own gut, you'll know what is and isn't working fairly quick. And people are quick enough to tell you as well. So, <laughs> Well, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. If people want to uh, get more information or follow you on social media, uh, even reach out to you, maybe hit you up with a question, how can they do that? I am at The Butte Truth on Instagram and The Beautiful Truth on Facebook. Or if they want to fire me over an email, it's just The Beautiful Truth, i.e. at gmail.com. Beautiful. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, we'll include those in the show notes. And yeah, I mean, learn from the best. Check Sinead's pages out there and see how it should be done. We know navigating the new normal isn't easy and we want to help you reopen strong. That's why we've a variety of business resources updated regularly with information and content specific to your country. Watch, read and learn from other salon owners and business professionals. Keep up to date with government guidelines and information on available grants with the Back in Business with Forest resource page and reopening pack at forest.com forward slash C19. Don't forget all of our other free resources, including the Forest Academy Learning Portal, our Help Juice pages, the Forest blog and podcast, and our multiple on-demand webinar recordings at forest.com forward slash resources. Back in Business with Forest getting ready for your safe, strong and successful salon reopening one step at a time. And now for the Inside Forest section of this episode. Um, just like last week, Killian doesn't have any new courses to announce just yet, so I'm covering this section on my own. But that being said, there are many courses coming down the line for both existing and soon to be released features. So in the meantime, if you want to get access to Forest Academy, then you can simply email forestacademy at forest.com and we'll be happy to help you out. Apart from that, we know that salons and spas in the US have slowly started to reopen. However, this is not yet the case in the UK and Ireland. Therefore, we're hosting a webinar on June 2nd, which is tomorrow at 10 a.m. And uh, it's all about reopening your salon safely and successfully. We'll be covering new salon etiquette, health and hygiene best practices, and planning your reopening marketing strategy the right way. If you'd like to sign up, we have the link in today's episode's show notes. And all you have to do is fill out your details. It'll save your spot on tomorrow's webinar at 10 a.m. UK and Ireland time. If you're looking for other content and resources such as email templates to get back in business smoothly, then you can visit forest.com forward slash C19. The link is also going to be in today's episode's notes. And um, once you sign up on that download page, you'll be able to access all that free content. And we'll also send you an email every Monday morning to update you on what's been added to the portal. So you'll never miss a beat. 
And on that note, that's all we got for this week. So as always, if you want to share your thoughts on this episode or have any suggestions for the show in general, please send us an email at forestfm at forest.com. We're always eager to hear your feedback. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. All of your suggestions really help us provide you with the most impactful conversations. So please keep them coming. Otherwise, stay safe and we'll catch you next Monday. All the best. This episode was edited and mixed by Audio Z. Great music makes great moments. Montreal's cutting-edge post-production studio for creative minds looking to have their vision professionally produced and mixed. Forest FM, the Salon Owners podcast, is brought to you by Forest Salon Software. We help salon owners get their clients back in more often, spending more, and generating referrals. Let's grow.